Yo creí que estaba en mi momento Hasta que un día me di contra el cemento Pensaba que el amor era de inexpertos Y tú me enseñaste Bienvenidos a Radio Manea, y'all. My name is Veroyeti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soela Perez, and we are two Latina friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got some new music. This first one is a Perez pick. Uh, tell us about it, Perez. This is a little pop situation I came across um, by a new-to-me artist, Gustavo Ellis. This is called De Hit La Calle. Let's take another pop situation mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely like very solidly in my wheelhouse um he is new to me have you ever heard of him Beto? he's actually I Venezuel- no. venezolano yeah, i saw that from your notes but i had not yeah. come across him before yeah he's a venezolano from caracas it seems like he's been making music for a little while so um i yeah i was happy to stumble across this and the video is a little cheesy because he's on a yacht and i feel like Remember when those those um that comedy duo made like a spoof song um, about being on a boat, like just oh, yeah. make fun of all the yachts. I do. I remember. I'm it. on a boat. I feel like that should have been the end of that trend of like that genre music of rap videos. videos on a yacht. I mean, to be fair, different cultural context, maybe not. You know, don't have any idea what those two like white guys from the United States are doing. But um, but the redeeming quality is that this song is very. It's very tender because it's all about how he left the streets and now has like a wife and a baby and you know he's like <laughs> traded his nights on the streets for like friday nights at home and it's it's kind of tender so i'm gonna forgive him the yacht cheesiness that's i think so funny i feel like that's so interesting to me because i was just thinking about how in latina cultures there is less of that trade because of that tiktok that you sent me about the kids sleeping on the chairs and <laughs> the dog <laughs> there's less wait, of wait, that explain what i sent you because it's pretty great <laughs> the tiktok that Pedro sent me this morning which was outstanding was like the new Thank generation you. of latino children who are falling asleep at parties and it's this dog that's asleep at a party <laughs> at this like loud ass party and like i have been like privy to this phenomenon like except that was like with like a dog who's grumpy that people are still in our house and like wants to go to bed but isn't 
you know? He's annoyed. So He's the children annoyed. are actually better behaved than the dog. Yeah. <laughs> more accommodating. Yeah, exactly. Than the more dog. accommodating than the actual dog. Um, yeah, my sister had an angry <clears throat> chihuahua. May she rest in peace. <laughs> so many uh, angry chihuahuas out there. <laughs> who was like always so tight, like at Christmas and Nochebuena and Año Nuevo and all that stuff. <laughs> and like people, <laughs> she was just like, get the fuck out of my house. I want to go to bed and I want you That's to come hilarious. back with me. You know what I mean? That's like, hilarious. I'm like, do you know that you could be sleeping in the street? no they do not know do you know what kind of family you were adopted into like this is is the deal with this family on the street you could be like out hunting for your fucking meals (laughs) and instead you're like Uh, mad if there isn't like un caldito en tu comida or something you know well the funny part about that um tiktok i sent you was that it was made by this woman that i do not know irl at all but i I think I just found her through TikTok, who's like extremely attractive, um, queer Latina woman who like is a bartender, like a manager at like the like lesbian sports bar that I never go to. Um, but she's very attractive, so I follow her on TikTok. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Big profile. We would never we would <laughs> never get along. Like we are I just I can tell from her TikTok, like we're just not we're not the same kind of people. Like they, we just don't have anything in common. But that was a great, um, it was a great meme. It yeah, a great video she made. So well, that TikTok it. really reminded me that mm. like I it, like I feel like people don't make that sacrifice as much in Latin America. It's not such a like a cut and dry like you have kids and suddenly like your life on the streets is over. It's like you know like to some degree, surely, but like it's just like you know like you still have like. I don't know, maybe it's more of, like, a family party vibe than, like, a club vibe, and that's the streets, I guess. But it made me grateful to be, like, have grown up in a culture where my parents, like, still, you know, like, people people who were my elders were still, like, partying and having fun, and we were just part of it, whereas, like, in Mm -hmm. American cultures, it's, like, if you want to go to a party and have fun, you need to like get a babysitter because your baby's not allowed there, you know, know. which is like so anti-parent I find. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's something I don't, it's something I don't love culturally about my group of friends even like I've noticed it with my friends who are like having kids. Um, And so they don't want to bring their kids. Like I remember a couple of new years ago, my friend, this is before my friends had kids. I was dating someone who had a kid and, we wanted to go to her party and we were just like, Hey, we'll just like put your kid to sleep upstairs in the kid to sleep upstairs, which was like very common for this kiddo to like, you know, it's, you know, single parent life, Latina, whatever, all of the things. And they were like pretty uncomfortable with it. They were like, well, there's going to be like drinking and drugs there. You know, it's like, well, the kid's going to be like upstairs. At the end of the day, they were like, it's fine. And then it turned out that we went to some other friend's house before who were (laughs) Latino and they had another, they had some friends there who had a kid the same age and they were like, please leave the child here so they can be entertained while we hang out. So we ended up leaving, leaving the kid there. So she hung out with like another kid her age and was like up super late. And then we came back from the party and took her home. So it ended up working out, but I do feel like the culture and the people who were concerned were definitely a white couple. So I do feel like there's some cultural stuff that I'm concerned about in my own life in terms of having a kid in this social context and wanting to do things differently, you know, like wanting yeah. to, to be an adult and like to still live my life and to have the kid be part of that and not 
be so like precious about bedtime you know yeah people are very intense about like the kids schedule in this country in a way that i have not seen with you know like the cultures around children that i I grew up around and that i was a part of and people are just like so committed to their schedule and i feel like i don't know that tiktok just like reminded me that like Uh latinx people just like you have a baby and the baby adapts to your life. You don't adapt your entire yeah, you have, life like, to the baby. And obviously, used to you having... have to do some level of adapting. Obviously, it's a right. new person and it's your responsibility to bring them up in this world, but still. Right. Well, and it's like, I think it's being used to have a certain level of intergenerational space that like for a certain class of like privileged, um, you know, highly educated millennials who like live in cities that they didn't grow up in you know it's like that party when i went there i was like wow everybody here is is like plus or minus two years from like 37 you know it's like like there was no age diversity you know that's and that's such an unusual thing right um in most aspects of life and like it's not true of all of my communities here but it is true of like one particular sector you know and um and yeah, I mean, watching those people have kids now, there's they're just not going to have the New Year's party, you know? Right. They're just um, going to be like completely isolated and yeah. their mental health is going to fucking plummet. <clears throat> I mean, they're still socializing, to be fair, but they're socializing differently. Yeah, it's changed. And like, yeah, if they're going to go to a party, like I was at a party on Saturday night, like they're going to have a babysitter, you know, they're not going to bring the kid. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I understand not every party, like it's in some of it's about their oh, own I understand wanting too. to get away from your kid also, <laughs> for sure. Like, like, please. But yeah, I am, I, I do want to be a parent and I am hoping that I can do it differently um, because, yeah. yeah, I think there's an integration piece that I think is, is lovely of being able to have spaces that are welcoming to people of all ages, you know, um, yeah. older and yeah, younger. Sure. And so... We'll see how that plays out. But, um, well, I'm glad that Gustavo Elis is happy with his life, like, <laughs> fuera de la calle and in his off house the streets. with his baby and wife. <laughs> off the streets. <laughs> off the streets. Yeah, totally. I mean, terrible, clearly, if he's, I don't know off. if the yacht is a symbol or if it's, he's actually doing that well, but, you know, it's well, easy to get off the streets. to me about that is that, money. like, it's, I, maybe, is it a yacht? It's like a big, big-ish it's, boat. It's like a it's boat. It's like a it's a conservative yacht. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a little, it's like, small. like a big yeah. boat or a little yacht. I don't uh-huh. know. But like, um, I don't know. But in Venezuela, it's part of how you enjoy how some people are able to enjoy beaches is by like going, especially like beaches that are a little bit more untouched is like taking a trip off the coast to like a boat to like little islands, you know, and like. Obviously, like, it's more of a flex if you have a boat, you know? And so, yeah. like, that's yeah. a part of the flex. It's like, I'm not only am I on a boat, but, like, this is my boat. But um, being on a boat, any boat, isn't as much of a flex there because it's so much yeah. more, Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, so I realize like the I'm cultural kind of like... context of being on yeah. the boat is a little bit different there. Uh-huh. Although, uh-huh. you know, he's trying – he's clearly trying to – go for something there he's referencing well. something not, yeah because yeah, it's not just not on a boat it's divorced like from it totally the but... particular like uh scenes that he's doing on the boat you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the on the particular part of the boat and a, you know so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but the other day my sister was in new york city and she was on hinge and there was like people are doing the i'm on a boat in their profile photos the men mm. they're also like really are they, are they still boat? doing this is like this is the thing <laughs> 
<laughs> so Are they still I've... doing the tiger photos? That was like a thing. This is like 10 years yeah, ago. Like the men taking pictures photos. with tigers. Yeah, the tigers, the fish. I'm on a boat is a genre, apparently. All right. I mean, I guess, you know, New York City is like surrounded by water, so. Yeah, but people who are on boats in New York, it's a uh, different. <laughs> it's not a different the water situation. taxi. <laughs> <laughs> not like the it's fucking. It's not the Staten Island Ferry. <laughs> yeah, Staten Island Ferry, yeah. Oh, man. All right. What's your first pick? All right. My first pick is uh, somebody that we've brought to the show a bunch of times. We love him. This is Elado Negro. And this is from his upcoming album. It's called I Just Want to Wake Up With You. favorite teddy bear um mm-hmm. and he has a new album coming out soon um if you've been a fan of the show for a while you'll know that he's just as sweet as the songs make him out to be and um this is a second single off his new album phasor which is coming out next year in february and um this is a second uh single off the off the new album and uh, the first single was a track that's inspired by um, Pauline Oliveros who was like a famous minimalist composer um, and Lupe Lopez who I learned about because of this song apparently Lupe Lopez was a Mexican-American woman who worked um, for Fender guitar building amplifiers in the 1950s and because all these amps were handmade, each of the amps were marked on the inside by a piece of masking tape with like the builder's name on it. Like, um, you know, like this amp was built by Lupe Lopez and this amp was built by, you know, XY other worker who works for Fender guitars. But apparently like Lupe Oliveros or Lupe Lopez's uh, amplifiers were like highly sought after. Like she had this like incredible touch that uh, garnered a specific kind of sound. 
from these um, from these amplifiers, these guitar amplifiers. And so there's mm-hmm. like this like sort of lore around Lupe Lopez, who was this woman who worked and who manufactured these um, Fender guitar amplifiers. And so he built a song around um, this story and her legacy and like this like mythology of like surrounding her from this like micro community of people who are like very specific about their uh, guitar amplifiers. and that he talked about how this is a song about how crafts touches us really deeply in very in like the smallest ways and like deep care for really small things making a big difference. So um, I thought that that was really sweet and I really love that song. But um, I uh, this is the second that was for for the first song um, from the album. And I just I think this song is so, so lovely. And like, it, it, I think it harnesses that feeling of like waking up with somebody that you want to wake up with also. Um, which he does so well, I think, is just, like, harnessing a feeling somehow. Um, And so I wanted to bring this one. It's very sweet. I feel like um, looking at him in this video, I feel like he's in his, like, Dio era. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's been, like... The grays and the outfit. Yeah, I feel like he does it. He has, like been like slowly coming into his Theo era like the way that he dances at his shows the way he wears his pants like it's like uh-huh. all like kind of high <laughs> yes yeah. it's like very yeah. Theo vibes I like absolutely adore it but like the coolest Theo like the oh yeah not Theo. an insult at all uh-uh, not at all um, no like I, I want that outfit <laughs> right it's very good it's very good. But the other story around this album that is coming out on February 9th is that um, it was like that the seeds for it apparently were planted in 2019 when Roberto went for, this is incredible to me, like on his 39th birthday, he went to a trip. He took a trip to like the University of Illinois to take a five hour visit of this like machine of this like complex synthesizer that lives at the University of Illinois and was built by this man called Salvatore Matriano (laughs) and it like creates music generatively with a a vintage supercomputer and analog oscillators and like this is how he spent his 39th birthday like visiting and playing with this machine that creates like an infinite amount of sound possibilities Um, and he's, and that's what like sort of like planted the seeds for what is going to be in this album. And first of all, I am obsessed and now I want to go to the University of Illinois to visit this machine. Um, but also I think that's like so perfect and so lovely and I love to know it and I love to know that this machine exists and it's so great. Wow. Some deep music nerdery right there. So good. I love it so much. Well, it's exciting as a new album. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'm looking forward to what's next. From what I've heard, I really, I really enjoy it. Awesome. What do you have next right, for well, us? This next, this next artist also has a new album out, or this was already out now. Um, and let's take a listen to La Chamba by Arcangel and Peso Pluma. 
Danny Trejo in the music video. Oh, I don't know. I didn't spend a lot of time with the video. Yes, I think it is. It's outstanding. Outstanding. Who's Danny Trejo? Oh, he's a legendary actor. A legendary, like, um, Chicano actor. He's the older gentleman. Um, but, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Um, he's. I think he, like, really made had like a second coming um in those like roberto rodriguez films the machete films but he's been um like a he's just like a long-term long-time actor legend he has like i think like a taco chain in la also (laughs) (laughs) way to capitalize all right well no i didn't i didn't get that reference um so, so yeah, Arcangel has a new album out, and it actually has two different collabs with Mexican regional artists. There's this one, and then um, he has an, a song with Grupo Frontera also. So y'all know I've been a little bit obsessed with, like, the particular crossovers that people are doing with Mexican regional artists right now, and, like, especially love, like, the Caribbean Mexican regional crossover. So I was I was interested to hear um, this particular song. Um, what did you think of it, Vero? Um, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was very fun. I was like, art- it's so funny <clears throat> to like, it, this is giving me like Kim Kardashian, like nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> vibes. <laughs> I mean, it's about loving working <laughs> uh-huh. and not being afraid of working. So it's like, okay, boomer, but it's fun. <laughs> There was like so many references in like two sentences. <laughs> the many like <laughs> cultural references. Uh, um, well, I, you know, I know we're both fans of Arcangel, so um, so yeah, I haven't spent um, any time with the full album, so I'm curious to see um, the rest of it. But I thought this was fun, and yeah, I'm into the I'm into the pan Latino diasporic collaborations that are happening here. I guess they're not. It's not even diasporic. Neither of these men are necessarily in the diaspora. Um, but yeah, just like the cross-regional collaborations are happening i'm into yeah, it yeah yeah i love that 
Alt Latino has a series about um, about Mexican regional that I haven't even dove into yet, but they have like a three part series oh, okay. um, that I'm curious to listen I to. I haven't seen that. I'll have yeah. to take a listen. Yeah, I can put a link in the show notes um, for folks who want to check that out. But uh, but yeah, they did some traveling and some in depth interviewing about um, yeah about this this particular pop moment. Amazing. Also, for some reason, Vero, I thought you would like the name of this album. The Arcangel album is called Sentimiento, Elegancia y Más Maldad. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I thought you would like that. Yes. <laughs> Outstanding. I feel like I could take that as a personal motto. Yeah, I think that I feel like, yeah, that would speak to you <laughs> in your relationship <laughs> to feelings. <laughs> the other day um, I put something on my Instagram that was, yes, to be fair, did. slightly poorly, poorly worded. Yeah, but it's grammatically I was like, confusing. I'm just, I was, I was really moved by this tree. It's the fall in New York. The day was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of like unseasonably warm for November. It's, it was like, you know, like in the higher 50s, low 60s. And uh, I was just having like a beautiful day walking around and there was beautiful trees and I just felt moved by the beautiful trees and I posted that and I said just moved by these beautiful trees and people (laughs) interpreted it as being like you moved and I'm like no y'all like I do have a feeling sometimes (laughs) I'm emotionally moved (laughs) by these trees (laughs) I'm staying in my apartment until I die I was absolutely confused, but I was also like, I know that I was not moving, so this is clearly <laughs> not meant to be worded this way. <laughs> but I think it was funny that you had to clarify because people are like, wait, what? Yeah, people were in um, my DMs like, you moved? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was emotionally moved. <laughs> right. right. Um, all right. What's up for you next? My next song is uh, um, it sort of threw me back. It's new, but it's um, it, it feels like a throwback to a different era while still being really fresh. Um, let's just take a listen to it, and then I'll talk about it. This is My Lil Poppy by Esti. So 
from like, I want to say like 2010 to 2015-ish, like don't believe me exactly on that exact timeline, but around then um, there was this party that um, legendary Dominican, like if you know, you know, DJ Venus X used to do called Ghetto Gothic. And it was so ahead of its time. It was this like very queer, very POC forward space. And it was a scene. Like people like Arca and Shane Oliver of Hood by Air used to go when they were making their names. And um, I feel like this song just like squarely belongs there. Like it, it like sort of merge the like gothic aesthetics with like the aesthetics of like of hood music and music that was coming from like not just like New York City and American like hood cultures but like also um like urban cultures in the Caribbean because New York is so deeply Caribbean both like Latinx and um West Indian and I feel like this song like absolutely belongs there um and even though this was a party that was like you know 10 years ago at this point um it somehow still feels fresh and that to me is like just a sign of how ahead of the game this crew was um (laughs) and it like sort of like Mm -hmm. reminds me a little bit of this like total freedom remix with total freedom as a dj also if you all don't know um of get lowered by the yin yang twins that like lives rent free in my head it's like spooky yin yang twins it's incredible i'll link it in the show notes but i just love this song this sound um it's sort of like a goth dembo <laughs> and i um think this song is so funny too for anybody who's not aware of Dominican slang. Popi is like slang for a rich kid. And so she's just talking about how she's got these like little rich friends who wear like mocasines in media. He's on Provia Farmacia and they spend all their time in the bathroom doing lines of coke. But <laughs> they take her to their Miami apartments and to see Bad Bunny in the VIP section. And it's just so witty and so clever and so fun. And I just love everything about this. Yeah, I enjoyed like learning the profile of this kind of theoretical person via the lyrics <laughs> in the song. Uh, yes, and the visualizer for this song. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have a music video at least yet, but as a visualizer, it has like these like little like you know draw like hand drawn like yeah. little like uh, icons for each lyric, mm-hmm. and it's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. I I think it's just like really well done. It's very fun. Um, I so really is like Isti. I really like uh-huh. Isti. I first came across her with Medio Piki, actually. Um, they all did a collab together. So um, I've been sort of tracking her ever since. So is a is a poppy kind of like a fresa in Mexico? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Just like kind of like a rich kid. Yeah. I At first I was like, oh, is it a reference to Popola? But it's not. No. It's a different, no, no, it's no. A different thing. <laughs> Not Although I feel time. like it, that could be a good nickname for that. It could um, be. I also love that it's sort of like My Little Pony, but like My Little Poppy. <laughs> the idea <laughs> that everyone has their little rich kid that they <laughs> that they get to like take advantage of their friendship, you know? Oh, so good. It's so yeah. good. I feel like I like the like reverse tokenism that happens <laughs> in this, you know? <laughs> oh, 
Outstanding, truly. Okay, my next one has got some classic reggaetoneros that I'm excited to see back in my feed. So let's take a listen to Definitivamente by Baby Rasta y Gringo and Zion y Lennox. Definitivamente no sale de mi mente Mejor perderte que tenerte Porque a mí me descontrolas No quiero verte más Mejor que te quedes sola Me pone donde yo no quiero estar Tú me descontrolas Baby Rasta y Gringo have, are back with a new album. It's their first album since 2015. Yeah, um, that's fun. <clears throat> I don't know if they were broken up or what the deal was, um, but they're back. <laughs> so I haven't gotten to listen to the full album, but I just, I really like their sound. You know, they have a very iconic sort of voice you know like i feel like it's very recognizable and i'm like i have fond associations with it from some of their like old school stuff so amazing and then cyanide lennox is always right uh amazing so did you what'd you think of this yeah this is fun i think yeah. it's fun i would not be mad at it at the club yeah they're definitely part of my like 2005 early reggaeton education so it's <laughs> gonna yeah, like for sure it's always gonna hit well you know when when they come back around so yeah lots of new albums to to dive into yeah for sure like get them in before the end of the year kind of thing uh, yeah yeah oh my god we're wrapping up so fast not everyone can release an album on noche buena you know <laughs> not everyone can do that <laughs> oh my god. not everyone can be bad bunny bad mm. bunny leave us alone please <laughs> no more albums <laughs> i'm more just like no more kardashians pobrecito <laughs> Whatever, he's having fun. Go off that. The bunny, only whatever. PR relationship that I, the only relationship I wish was a PR relationship, pretty, <laughs> pretty much is not, I think, clearly, unfortunately. Uh-oh. I know, I'm such a hater, but. All right, what you got next for us? So the next song that I have is a cover, and it's really fun. Let's take a listen to this cover of Me Gustas Tu by Harina de Barco. Me gustan los aviones, me gusta, me gusta viajar 
I just think this is really fun and I find it so hard to do a good cover usually, you know, because I feel like if you want to do a cover of like a classic song, you have to totally rework it. And she did that, you know, like I'm not like number one Manu Chao fan or anything, but mm -hmm. this is such a widely known song. And I think that the risk that comes with songs that have like reached that level of like public consciousness um, is that like people only hear the original and they want to hear the original. Whereas I feel right. like a successful cover uses like the familiarity you have as a hook um, to entice you into a new journey. And I feel like she just does that really well here. I think that that's something that samples tend to do really well, um, generally in like hip hop and in, uh, in even in reggaeton, like there's so, it's such a self-referential genre where like there's all these like little like phrases and hooks that like, if you are a person who is knowledgeable about music, um, it, or even if like you are old enough to like get the reference, it like can serve as a hook for you to um, enjoy the current track a little differently. And um, and I just think she did a really good job here. It's just like sounds like a totally different song, but uh, but it like plays on the familiarity that people have with the original, which I think is so good. I, I really like this one. Yeah, it's very, it was different enough that it took me a minute to like even remember the reference, you know, even mm. though I do, <clears throat> I do look like Manu Chao, but it just had such a different speed and, um, and sound, you know, to the original. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do like Manu Chao, but we never brought them because they're from Spain. So it's not music that we, um, that we cover, but this is, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I was really excited to come across it. And you've been following Harina Marco for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I have. I feel like the first time that I remember, actually the first song that I ever remember her doing was also a cover that she did really well, which was a cover of Spell on You, uh, mm. which is like the original is by Screamin' Jay Hawkins and is like, I don't know, one of the best songs ever recorded of all time, in my opinion. It's so good. So, like, she goes bold with her covers. So I really liked it. I liked her cover of of Spell on You, too. If you, maybe I'll put that in the show notes. Um, I If you hadn't reminded me that I've been following her for so long and mm -hmm. thought about when I first came across her, I would have forgotten that that was also a cover. Um, but huh, our girl Harina has a, a knack for covers. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Love she's that. Dominican and Brazilian. Got you. Yeah. Recently has also been collaborating with uh, Medio Piki, which is fun. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. We've got like two more episodes for you before we take our end of the year break. So um, appreciate all your support as usual. Um, thank you to Maite for your editing help. Yeah, and thanks to all of you for your grace. And I hope you enjoyed that old protest episode. Mm -hmm. As always, all of the songs that were featured on this show are going to be in the show notes. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Our newsletter is getting cuter every single week. So make sure mm -hmm. to sign up for that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Bye.